neighbor and ask them, how was your week? Make sure you get a response. If your neighbor is not smiling, tell them it is well. <laughs> I pray in the name of Jesus that this new week is coming with new blessings for you. And you see the end of God everywhere you go. As many as will be traveling this new week, God will keep you safe in all of your journeys. You will return with testimonies in the precious name of Jesus. This is going to be your best Christmas so far. In the precious name of Jesus. Somebody expecting something great this Christmas. God will crown this year with joy for you. With favor for you. There shall be no regrets. If there has been any form of regrets before now, I see God showing you a sign. A sign of his divine approval. In the name of Jesus. Before this year is over, somebody's getting some good news. <laughs> In the precious name of Jesus. You know, it's easy for you to think this is what pastors are supposed to say. Yeah, but this is not just what pastors say. This is what I'm saying from my spirit. And I believe it's by the Holy Ghost. I believe that somebody is still going to get the good news. One good news before this year is over. One good news before this year is over. In the name of Jesus. I said one good news. Before this year is over. In the precious name of Jesus. Uh, we've been having a great time this month of December. And we're, we're, we're wrapping up gradually. Next Sunday is um, a Christmas production. So, you know, plenty of word. But just expressions of the birth of our Lord and King. You know, and expressions of our salvation. And we're celebrating uh, the birth of our King. But uh, this message this morning is just wrapping things together in what we've been discussing. I know uh, your pastor did a great job last uh, um, Sunday uh, on reorder, how we rearrange our priorities as we uh, go into a new year. One thing is, uh, is important that you, you, we need to ask ourselves the questions, uh, why uh, do we have change in seasons? Why is it that there's no stop to our life and if you wake up in the morning, you just go? There's no night or no day, you know. Uh, Psalm 19 and verse 3, the Bible says, Day unto day utter speech, and night unto night show forth knowledge. It means that every day is supposed to teach me something. Every night is supposed to re re reveal something to me. And then when I go into a new year, it's the same thing. Uh, it's a new season and God wants something new to happen in a new season. Psalm 90 and verse 12, the Bible says, Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. It means that uh, a new year is supposed to engender fresh wisdom. The wiser we are, the better we live. Yeah. The quality of my life cannot change beyond the quality of the wisdom that is accessible to me or that I've embraced. Yeah. That's why the Bible says there in Psalm 90 verse 12 that I quoted, it says, Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. That means as we number our days, as we move into a new year, a new month, and in this case a new year, God expects that we embrace a higher level of wisdom. The wisdom that brought you to where you are cannot take you to where you are going. Can I say that one more time? I said the wisdom that brought you to where you are cannot take you to where you are going. And there's a way you prepare yourself for a fresh wave of wisdom. There's a way you prepare yourself to live better than you have ever lived before. Some things don't happen by chance. They happen by choice. They happen by choice. 
was preaching at the Daystar Excellence Leadership Conference in November. And God gave me a powerful message on intentional living. You know, you have to learn to live intentionally. One of the things that I, that I celebrate God for in my life personally is the grace that he has given me to learn early in life to live intentionally. To be very intentional. You know, intentionally marry. No, not marry anyhow. Not because you are under pressure or everybody is talking to you about marriage. You marry intentionally. Yeah. Intentionally, you know, get into intentional relationships. You understand what I'm saying? Pick a job intentionally. And it's the supply of God-given wisdom that will help us to get fully into intentional living. Somebody listening to me this morning, if you have not been living intentionally, mid-2019, one year, then you're going to start to practice intentional living. Because it makes a world of difference where the year will end. Many people are still wondering now, when did we start in January? How come this year has ended? You know, there's not much to show for it. Not much has happened, you know, and all that. Sometimes it's just lack of intentional living. Because what intentional living does is that it helps you to determine the end from the beginning. Then God keeps supplying grace and wisdom for you to walk your way towards it. That's what intentional living does. You have determined the end from the beginning. And you know because God says, I know the end from the beginning. His name is Alpha and Omega. is the beginning and the end. And because he already knows the end. And when you walk in him to catch a glimpse of the end, you become more intentional. And then he keeps supplying the grace. Most importantly, the wisdom. The wiser we are, the better we live. Better life is not just a wish focus. So in the next 30 minutes I'm going to be teaching on what I've titled refocus. 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 For you to be intentional about your life you need to know what should be in focus and what should be out of focus. Paul said when I was a child, I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. Yeah. I understood as a child. He said when I became mature, I put away childish things. Certain things must go out of focus for some things to come into focus. I was teaching at the island center last Sunday and, you know, I asked some of the young men in the service because, you know, those funny guys on the island, they, they like to club a lot. And I said, you're planning to get married next year. You have not rearranged your life right now. Reorder it so that you take all these Thursday, Friday, Saturday night clubbing till 5 a.m. out of it. You are going to frustrate a young lady if, as a young man, you, you, you are planning to marry next year and you are not taking some things out of the equation. When I was a child, I behaved like a child. I reason like a child. If you are ready to settle down, your life should show it. That's the intentionality we're talking about. Your life should show it. You can't marry a young lady and keep her at home weekend and she's at home all night, all day, nothing. You have gone. You are not ready. You are still a normal boy. So be a normal boy if you want to do a normal boy. Don't frustrate somebody's destiny. I hope you understand what I'm saying. That's what I call intentional living. Something has to give. Yeah. Some things must go out of focus for some things to come into focus. For your life to gain a better meaning. And for it to be redefined. And you have to be intentional about it. And when we come to church, what we have come to do is to receive grace to do the things that we cannot do by ourselves. Yeah. If you can figure out your entire life with your brain, you don't need God. Somebody say with me this morning. Yeah. You don't need God. The reason why we need God is because there are certain things that will come into our lives that we will not be able to figure out with our brain. So we need the one who has figured everything out. 
before he created us. Then we connect with him vitally. Somebody listening this morning. Yeah, you connect with him vitally and he starts to receive, I mean, release grace and wisdom over your life for you to, to be able to step in into the fullness of what he has for you. Many people are groping in darkness and wandering through the wilderness of life right now because you just feel you're too cool by yourself and your brain is so big, you know, and all that and you're so astute, you know, so prolific. you figured everything out. Now you don't even pray again. I'm not preaching my message. I'm just, I'm wondering. Somebody is doing something here. You know why I'm saying that? Anytime I preach, I'm preaching and I'm not using, preaching my message or my note, it means that somebody is pulling something out of my spirit. Yeah. It means that somebody here needs to hear something. The Holy Ghost is setting you up. So hear me properly. If that's the case, let's cuckoo go on. <laughs> you know, just, just hear me properly. Yeah. So there's, there's, there's a need for you to understand that for the next phase of your life, there are certain things that have to be in place. You cannot want to be intentional and be prayerless. Prayerlessness and intentionality, they don't go hand in hand. Because in the place of prayer that you draw grace, that you receive fresh wisdom, and that you catch a glimpse of things. Prayer, uh, you know, brings you into the sphere of God's influence over your mind, over your spirit. It brings you into the sphere of his influence. The further you are from his presence, especially in the place of prayer, uh, the further away you are from his sphere of influence. It does not mean that God, you know, is no longer influential. It's just that you have taken yourself out of the scope of his influence. It's just like we are here this morning. If you have a transistor radio here or a phone that can pick radio signal, FM signal, you would know the number of signals that are passing through this room right now. FM, this, 92.3, 97 90 this, all of them are here. But if you don't have what to receive with, you can't pick that signal. Does that mean they are not transmitting? Yeah. So when some people say, hey, God, God, what is it? This and that. Their foolishness cannot change the fact that God is still as influential as he has been from day one. And it's transmitting. Yeah. Wisdom is flowing for me. Revelation is flowing for me. Vision is flowing from him. Great ideas are flowing from him. Your lack of capacity to receive cannot change God. Yeah. It doesn't change God. If you love to re- listen to radio, like I said, whether it's 92.3 or 97.3 or whatever, uh, your favorite radio station, your favorite FM, they are transmitting right now. But you position yourself differently to be in the presence of God, so you are not listening right now, because you don't need that right now. But they transmit 24-7. It's the same thing. God is transmitting all the time. But when your life is out of focus, you cannot connect to that transmission. Yeah. And it does not mean that God is not transmitting. Glory be to Jesus. Let's read two scriptures. One is Proverbs chapter 4, verse 27, 26, and 20, I mean 25, 26, and 27. Proverbs uh, chapter 4. And then I'm going to read... Um, an anchor scripture from Luke chapter 10. Proverbs 4 from verse 25. In the New Living Translation, it says, Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. Don't get sidetracked. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. Can you, can you put the New King James Version for me? Let, let, let's read that also. 
very quickly. My time is running. Yeah. New King James Version. Okay, said, let your eyes look straight ahead and your eyelid look right before you. Verse 26. Ponder the parts of your feet. That's what I've been saying. You need to ponder the parts of your feet. And let your ways be established. That's bring some things into focus and understand what should be in focus and follow through with it. And do not turn to the right or to the left. Remove your feet from evil. Luke chapter 10. Uh, and verse 38 an account of Jesus in the house of Mary and Martha I'm sure we read from that perhaps last Sunday yeah the Bible says in verse 38 now it happened as they went that they entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into the into her house and she had a sister called mary who also sat at jesus's feet and heard his word but martha was distracted somebody say distracted look at your neighbor and ask your neighbor are you distracted yeah. since martha was distracted with much serving and she approached him and said lord do not care that my sister had left me to serve alone therefore tell her to help me Verse 41, and Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed. Somebody say one thing. Yeah, one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken away from her. One thing is needed. Mary has chosen that good part. Jesus was saying here, Mary has been more intentional than you, has chosen one thing that is needed, Chosen that part, and it will not be taken from her. But you are distracted. Last Sunday, we were talking about reordering priority, and that Martha did not get her priority right. But one factor that made her to, to be out of order was the fact that she was distracted. When distraction comes in, you lose focus. That's what happens. Yeah. So you reorder, and you refocus. So I'm layering this on last Sunday's message. You reorder, and you refocus. You reorder and you refocus. You don't want to be like Martha who was distracted. How many things have distracted you this year? I'm going to go through a few things just to remind some of us about the things that distract us. The things that distract us. Many things distract people. Many things distract us. And one of the greatest assignments that you have as an individual about your life is to seek to work against distraction. Is to seek to live a life that is not filled with distraction. You must not go into 2019 a distracted person. You should go into 2019 a focused, intentional person. That's God's plan for your life. A very focused and intentional person. The way you enter a new year will determine how the year will run. One of the prayers we should pray this morning is for God to prepare us for what he has prepared for us. Many people lose their inheritance and destiny because they are not prepared for it. We say success happens when opportunity meets with preparation. Yeah. Because we are not prepared for it. On focus, it's a word in the, in the dictionary. It's an adjective that says, not seen clearly, appearing glazed, indistinct, blurred, without a specific aim or direction. 
when you are without a specific aim or direction, you are unfocused. You are out of focus. When you are not seeing well, when things are indistinct, you just... You can come out of that frame of mind before you get into a new year or as you go into a new year. And it comes out of, you know, you've been resolute that God, I want, to, I want to live better. I want my life to come into focus. And to refocus, dictionary definition of refocus, it says to adjust the focus of one's lens or eyes. To focus attention on something new or different. Yeah. To focus attention on something new or different. So, I can choose to refocus. So, I can focus on something new or something not quite new but just different. Just different. At different seasons of life, we need to master our focus. Because it goes a long way to determine how well we will maximize the things that God will bring into our lives. Martha was distracted. Was distracted. Was distracted. You need to ask yourself the question, how many situations in my life right now call for a refocus? How many of them are calling for a refocus? Do I need to refocus in my relationship life? Uh, is my career calling for a refocus? Yeah. Do I need to refocus financially so that I will live better in 2019? Yeah, maybe I've been plagued with indebtedness in 2018, and if I make certain shit, if I refocus a little, my life will no longer be plagued with series of indebtedness. Because it's possible to live completely debt-free. So don't think everybody is as indebted as you are. That's a word of knowledge for somebody here. <laughs> yeah. Not everybody's this indebted. You know, it, it, a brother gave a testimony, I think, at the work night service at the Island Center last year. How for about three years, a bad deal, business deal, uh, placed him in huge indebtedness. And I, I know him personally. Uh, one, of my, one of our protocol officers. And, you know, we prayed about it together severally. And when he gave his testimony, I, I mean, he just reinforced the fact that our God is faithful. But this guy was determined. Is a kind of indebtedness that can keep you out of business for life. But in his determination, he kept at it. Less than three years, he was completely out. And you know, a few months ago we were discussing and he said, you know, Pastor, uh, it's bad to get used to a kind of lifestyle. Yeah. There's more in God. Yeah. Because now, without the burden of indebtedness, he could re-envision his life. Yeah. And, and, you know, gain new territories. Because indebtedness is like a body. It weighs you down. You want to run, you can't run. If you run too much, they will catch you. Yeah. <laughs> there are certain things you can't even aspire to. Because if you over-aspire, they can arrest you. Yeah. That's, that's how it holds you down. And I speak to somebody's life this morning. God is breaking the hold of indebtedness over your life. In 2019, the load will be taken away. I cannot hear your amen. amen. The fact that I say amen does not mean you are indebted. So I, I know that's why some people are, yeah. Praise God. I said, Praise God. You fall out of focus when you are distracted, like I said before. So let's look at the things that cause distraction. What causes distraction? I'll just run through it very quickly. 
what causes distraction. And if any of this resonates with you, I want you to note it down and tell yourself, I'm going to deal with this so that I can be free of distraction and live a focused life as I go into a new year. Is that okay? The things that cause distraction. One is being unintentional or lacking direction, like I've said, so I'm not going to overflow that. Being unintentional or lacking direction. Song of Solomon, chapter 1 and verse number 6, uh, I think 5 and 6 there, uh, verse, from verse 6, he said, don't, 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 don't look at me because I'm, 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 I'm dark. He said, my brothers, or my, my, yeah, my, my brothers forced me uh, to keep their own vineyard. My own vineyard, I have not kept. Yeah. You know, there's a way some people live their lives that you're doing all the other things except the thing that you're supposed to do. Yeah. Then all the other things except the things you're supposed to do, you're not intentional in any way. Another thing that will cause distraction is the, 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 the lure of alternative. Too many options can cause you to be distracted. And you think about, you know, I don't know about you, but I, I, I get invited to many events. In a lot of the events, uh, um, sometimes they, they serve buffet. Yeah. And my wife knows. Anytime we're at buffet, um, two out of ten times, I have to ask her, what should I take? Or just follow her. Anything she's taking, I'll just take it. Because when the options are too many, confusion just sets in. Should I, should I, should I? Just give me your father rice. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Because the time you have, have wasted to even be deciding, I will have finished eating the food and moving to other things. Yeah. And some people will look at you, ah, with all this thing here, see what you are eating. They don't know that you are just trying to. <laughs> when there are too many options, sometimes it creates distraction. Yeah. It creates distraction. Have you met very gifted people before? Or multi talented people? Some multi-talented people are the poorest people on earth. Yeah. Because they have too many things they can do with their lives. Now, to focus and do one is a problem. And if you are in that situation here this morning, I pray that the old of distraction is broken over your life. That as you go into a new year, God will give you direction. Yeah. He will give you direction. That you will know exactly what God wants you to focus on. The one that he wants you to do out of all the options. Isaiah 48 and verse 17. Isaiah 48 and verse 17. It says, Thus says the Lord your Redeemer, the only one of Israel, I am the Lord your God, who teaches you to profit, who leads you in the way that you should go. There's a way that you should go. The fact that you can sing, you can, you can play football, you can dance, you can, does not mean you have to do everything. Yeah. Yeah. Does not mean you have to do everything. The fact that they call you a foreman does not mean you can do the work of foreman. Yeah. So that you don't die before your time. Yeah. <laughs> the foreman is just a title. Because <laughs> that's the way some people live their lives. Yeah. The fact that you can do many things. You can design clothes. You can plate hair. You can do this. You know, can do makeup. You can. So I'll, I'll just be doing everything small, small, everywhere. You know. Yeah. At the end of the day, you won't be known for anything. That's the problem. That's why focus is very important in life. And it's God that leads us. He says, I'm the Lord God, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, the one who teaches you to profit and leads you in the way that you should go. That's how God is presenting himself to you and I. And you need to embrace it and know that God wants to guide my steps. And he's the one that will say, look, focus on this place. 
And you just see that your attention and passion and all that is drawn towards there. And you just, you need to zoom every other thing out of focus. You know the way the, the, the camera zoom lens works? When it zooms into this place, it does not mean that all of you are not here. But if it's just this brother in blue outfit, it will just zoom on him. That's all. And every other person here, you will be a bit indistinct, but you are still there. That's how God wants you and I to live certain seasons of our life. You zoom on something, stay with it. It doesn't mean that all those other things are not there, but they are not getting certain share of attention that can lead you to distraction. Because a distracted life cannot make progress. Somebody stay here. Another thing that causes distraction is comparison. The comparison trap. Comparing yourself with other people. It will lead to distraction. Comparing yourself with other people. Galatians chapter 6 and, uh, and uh, uh, verse 4 and 5 talks about how we, <clears throat> we waste our times by comparing ourselves to other people. Can you put that, that scripture up for me? Uh, Galatians 6 uh, verse 4 and 5. But let each one examine his own work. And then he will have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. For each one shall bear his own load. So let each one examine his own work. Then he will have rejoicing in himself and not another. God wants you to take responsibility for your own work and, you know, examine it and enjoy rejoicing in it. Don't compare yourself with other people. They that compare themselves with themselves and among themselves. The Bible says they are not wise. Another thing is pursuit of pleasure. Pursuit of pleasure. Partying, entertainment. You know, some people spend more time on social media, on Instagram, than they do on things that will move their career forward. Except you are an Instagrammer by profession. Because it's a profession. Yeah. When you spend six hours out of 24 hours of the day on Instagram, and you are not an Instagrammer, you are doing somebody's work and living your own work. Yeah, you are like the person in Song of Solomon chapter 1 and verse 6 who says, my own vineyard I left and I kept my brother's vineyard. That's why I'm dark. Yeah. That's what we do. And we do it, you know, not knowing that life is passing by. The pursuit of pleasure. Partying. Some people just have the habit of going for parties whether they invite you or not. Yeah. You know, it's a bad thing for you to appear at the party and you meet an old friend. Maybe it's a wedding. And I say, oh, which one of the couple do you know? And I say, oh, no, no. It's a friend of a friend of a friend of one of them that invited me. Yeah. When I meet people like that, I just shake my head. Yeah. Because some of us have three IVs. We can only attend one. And then you are attending the one that you don't have IV for. That the friend of a friend of a friend of a friend. It just shows that you have too much time to faff. Yeah. And to, to, to just while away time. <laughs> the people getting married, they didn't even know you came. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it just leads to plenty of distraction. Am I saying fun is not good? Fun is good. But everything in moderation. Are you still with me today? Everything in moderation. So that you don't live a distracted life. The Bible says in Proverbs 21 and verse 17, He who loves pleasure will be a poor man. And he who loves wine and oil will not be rich. Yeah. Except you are an entertainer by profession. In which case, you are going there to work. 
Yeah. You can attend three weddings on a Saturday so as long as they will pay you for it. <laughs> I hope you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. Whether you are in fashion or you are in entertainment, you are the one that you, you have three brides to make up on a Saturday. Good for you. That's your work. Do it well. So that you get four next Saturday. You are not the one I'm talking about. The people I'm talking about, they know themselves. <laughs> Praise God. Another thing that leads to distraction is pain. And this is very important. Very important out of all the things I'm talking about this morning. Pain. Somebody here, you need to make up your mind. That you're going to lay aside every weight. You know, Hebrews 12 and, and, and verse 1 says we should lay aside every weight. And sins that does, does so easily uh, uh, beset us. Yeah. In the big part there. So therefore we also, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sins which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. As you run into 2019, I want to encourage you to travel light. Yeah, travel light. Lay aside every weight. Yeah. I travel a lot, both within and outside. The trip I enjoy the most is when I travel with just hand luggage. Because it's very easy. You don't have to wait at the airport. Yeah. You just come down, you are very light. You just carry your hand luggage and go. Will you go with hand luggage into 2019? Or do you want to have baggage? Yeah. 30, 35 kg. They will not say, ah, no. SS luggage. SS luggage. Yeah. SS luggage is when you refuse to let go of a painful experience of 2018 that must not enter with you into 2019. Excess luggage is when you refuse to let go of a relationship that is over, over, over. Everyone has signed it, heart has declared it, that it's over in 2018. And you are still holding on, holding on, holding on. Let it go. It's a new year. Say amen, somebody. Yeah? It's time to let it go. Let it go. Let God have his way in your life. One person cannot be too powerful to determine your destiny. Because when you came out of your mother's womb, you came out alone. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. So you need to travel light into 2019. Whether it's your boss, a friend, your ex, boyfriend or girlfriend, whatever, whoever, a partner in business, if somebody is, has gone, let the person go. Yeah. If somebody hurts you, it's time for you to decide, I want to travel into 2019 light so all the hurts emotional pain no leaving them behind yeah i don't want to get into 2019 with regrets yeah leave regrets behind you made a bad mistake this year travel light into next year it's another year and there will be many new opportunities yeah many new opportunities don't keep thinking about that 500k god is too big for the 500k it is gone let it go yeah let it go let it go. Let it go. Yeah. One mistake cannot be fatal. Yeah. God doesn't, the Bible says, God is faithful, will not allow you to be tempted more than that which you can bear. And in every temptation, it will make a way of escape. So if I lost anything this year, God says, I want to do a new thing. You have to forget the things of old. So when you are coming for what nice service, you are coming, you are already light. Yeah. It's just for God to give you speed. Boom! And then you go. Not that they will now want to give you speed and the SS luggage is holding you back. 
offense, you know, different things. You are still feeling pain about this. You are still saying, if only I have that one million now. The one million is gone. Yeah. And God says, I want to pour out 100 million. Just let go of that mistake of that one million. Bad investment. It's okay. Yeah. Bad investment. You, have, you made one bad investment and you have gotten police to catch the person. Everything, everything. You call family meeting. You call everything. You have wasted time and distracted. This is December of 2018. Let the person go with the money because God is bringing bigger money. I'm speaking to somebody here this morning. It's time to let go. Yeah. And focus. I hope you are not thinking the person that owe you money has come to talk to me somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Because we are going on and on about it. Somebody will be wondering right now, did the pastor know about this thing? Did this guy talk to pastor this morning? No. It's God that sent me to you, not your debtor. <laughs> Praise God. Yeah. It's God that sent me to you, not your old boyfriend. No. It's God that sent me to you this morning. Yeah. It's time to let go and let God have his way in your life. Because God wants to turn everything around for your good. You will forget the pain of the past. It's just a matter of time. In the name of Jesus. When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion. Psalm 26. You know the Bible. Psalm 26. He says we are like them that dream. So that our, 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 our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. And they say among the hidden. What is happening to them? He said turn again our captivity oh God. God wants to turn around your captivity. Somebody say here. Bring back our captivity, O oh Lord, as the streams in the, in the south. Said so it as the great forth and, uh, you know, and, and so in tears with doubtless return with joy. Yeah. Joy is coming to somebody here. I said joy is coming to somebody here. But it's time to let go. Just let go. And let God have his way in your life. Let God have his way in your life. Let me wrap this all up. Another thing that can slow you down, take you out of focus, is bad company. The company you keep. One thing that most people don't understand is that distraction is like a viral disease. It's contagious. Distracted people distract other people. That's what you should understand. You cannot be with a distracted person and have focus if you don't move away very fast. That was what happened in the story of Mary and Martha. Martha was distracted and was even telling God, God, tell this girl to come and join my distraction. Yeah. And Jesus said, "Uh -uh. (laughs) uh-uh. No, no, no. This will not happen under my watch. This lady has chosen the one thing that is needful. Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. Don't bring Mary into your distraction. Allow her to fulfill her destiny at my feet here. Because she has chosen the one thing that is important and needful. Be that person who has chosen the one thing that is important and needful. Don't keep company with distracted people. Somebody say with me this morning. Yeah, don't keep company with distracted people. Another thing that will lead to distraction is busyness. The daily grind can distract you from things that, are, I mean, things that, that really matter. You know, in Lagos, we have our language. Also, yeah. <laughs> also, and some people just gather all kinds of also together, yeah. In the name of also, let's join the Lagos also, yeah. 
But many people are hustling, but not everybody is, is, is blowing. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. You have to organize your hustle that is divinely directed, divinely guided, yeah, to be at the right place at the right time, doing the right thing with the right people, at, you know, that's, that's what leads to real results, not just anyhow also. And you see with me this morning. So, Isaiah 50 and verse 7, it says, for the Lord God will help me. Yeah. We're going to pray in a moment. Isaiah 50 and verse 7 says, the Lord God will help me, therefore I will not be disgraced. Therefore I've set my face like a flint, and I know that I will not be ashamed. Is that somebody's testimony this morning can we read that scripture together as a church you want to let's go for the lord god will help me therefore i will not be disgraced therefore and i know can we read it one more time rise up on your feet rise up on your feet rise up on your feet Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Can you keep that scripture up there for me, please? Keep that scripture up there for me. It's time to set your face like a flint. It's time to set yourself for success. It's time to equip yourself for your new season. And to lay aside every weight. Get ready for that which God wants to do. Get ready for that which God wants to do. But I'm going to pray this morning as we wrap up this message. And I want you to, you know, to gather yourself together internally and in the spirit. If you can, practice focus by closing your eyes. Or whatever works for you. This is not a rule. Whatever just works for you. Because I just want you to be able to look inwards. Because from the recess of your heart you need to release yourself to the holy spirit this morning and say holy spirit help me to come into focus help me to refocus help me to refocus i acknowledge that my mind my brain is too small to figure out the issues of my life i want to come back into focus i want to fo- come back into focus i want to come back into focus for the Lord God will help me. Therefore, I will not be disgraced. So disgrace will be far from me in 2019. Therefore, I've set my face like a flint. And I know that I shall not be ashamed. Somebody, I want you to lift your voice to Jesus this morning. And I want you to pray against the spirit of distraction. I want you to resist distraction. In the name of Jesus. I wanted to pray this morning. Lord, give me grace to be more intentional about my life. Give me grace to be more intentional about my marital destiny. Give me grace to be more intentional about my career. Anything that has constituted a distraction. I wanted to lift your voice this morning and stand against distraction. Break the hold of distraction over your life. In the name of Jesus. Grace, grace, grace is flowing in this place. To build a new level of focus in your life. 
I want you to lift your voice to Jesus this morning. Nekrodobo shahande legeredebo sataha. Mambro luko susa prahati ke legeredebo sha. Eh morolobo sata akalegredebo she. Yekeredegebos. Imbrelike suso to prahanda legebo sha. Somebody lift your voice and pray today. Lift your voice and pray today. In the precious name of the Lord Jesus. I want you to look for a prayer partner. Hold the hand of somebody. Look for a prayer partner. Hold the hand of somebody. Mark.